Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. Coming up this week, we'll touch on all the latest local and Isthmian League action, including wins for North and Guernsey FC. And we'll hear from the man set to take the reins at Rangers next season, former Ireland boss Chris Tardiff. Look, it, ge- it gave me my, my career, Guernsey football. Um, gave me an amazing opportunity in life. I just want to repay that to the island and to football as a community. And this project just doesn't just help Rangers Football Club. Yes, that's obviously at the point of it all, but it does help Guernsey football on a, as a whole. Lots of football to look forward to as well, with confirmation of the full Marathi schedule. More on that to come. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr. Alongside me, as ever, is Rob Battis. Hello, Tony. Great to see you, Rob. How's it going? Not too bad at all. Still, still thinking of that Kepper penalty? <laughs> well, to be honest, it's um, still rising. I think. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. You know, he he was trying on the gamesmanship, and when you try on gamesmanship and it all goes wrong, you do look a bit of a fool. But um, there we go. Well, let's start then with what's been happening at the weekend, Rob, uh, a bit closer to home. Um, We'll come on to Guernsey FC in a moment, but you were up at Sylvans on Saturday to see them take on North and a a slender win for the Northerners. Yeah, and a very deserved one in the end. It was, you know, it was a lovely sunny afternoon. It was pretty perishing up there, to be honest. That wind was whipping across the open fields of the forest and St Peter's and um, didn't make it very easy for the, the... for the two sides, to be honest. Um, it was pretty strong blowing down the pitch. But um, North played the game really well tactically. They were far more astute than Sorbonne's. who were strange, actually, strangely very disappointing. I think they missed their their wing-backs, James Ravenscroft and Ben Longley, badly because um, they are really are important part of their, the way they set up. And um, But it was, there was no real control in the Sylvan side, whereas North were generally very tight, very excellent. I said, play the conditions well. I was really impressed by the young centre-backs. Tom Vodin's coming along nicely. But um, alongside him, we had the sight of Archie Drillo, who's the son of former Marathi goalkeeper Ian, who um, I think this is probably his first start, pre start. I haven't seen him before, to be honest. And um, he was excellent. Left-sided player, nice left foot, kept it simple won the ball when he had to. Um, very promising display. And I know North gave him the, the Man of the Match award. Um, so it be interesting to see his progress. And I was... The other player who caught my eye was little Brandon Wallace when he came on as a sub for Ryan Lamb. Um, he was very lively. A little lad, a bit my size, to be honest. And um, very, very neat player. Lovely left foot went past players with ease and is a very good deliverer of the ball. Um, another one who's got a lot of promise and I know he's had a lot of injuries in the past. Apparently he had a very bad, um, I think it was a leg breaker 18 months ago or something like that. Um, seems to be recovered. Good luck to him. You know, Good prospect there. And both of those players involved in the under-18 um, group will yep. kick off the interinsular season or the return of interinsular football over in Jersey on Sunday so we wish them um, all the best we'll be talking about that next Monday I'm sure um, and if you missed our chat last week with Guernsey's under 18 coach Angus Mackay uh, it is in this feed so go back and have a listen he talks about his squad and his coaching methods and he'll be hoping to bag a win for the uh, for the Sarnians over in Jersey yeah we seem, seem to have a very good squad um, so touch wood let's hope we get that win in the centenary game and as for North, now in the box seat, you have to say, um, along with Rovers, 
to, to clinch that top three spot? Yeah, yeah. I can't see um, Sylvan's now really overhauling um, North or Rovers for a top three wee-way spot, but you never know. Um, I'm not sure how the other remaining games pan out, and I know Sylvan's have got a wealth of home fixtures to come, but you know they're going to have to play a lot better than they did on Saturday, that's for sure. And I'll swear this weekend, Rovers, who sit second in the FNB Premier League, uh, beat Alderney 2-1, and it was Manza and Velrec 2-all in the weekend's other top-flight game. Yeah, and as for that Rovers game, um, it it came the day before the um, passing of their former coach, Carl Addis, in the UK. Um, I know Paul Paul Porter and Paul Bogues went travelled to the UK in the last week to see their old friend, um, Carl, who was... um, very ill um, and they did get to see him before he did die on Sunday I believe um, so um, Rovers um, lament his loss he was a he was a really um, the guy who really sort of changed things around at Portsmouth going back a decade or so you know they'd been at the bottom year in year out Carl came in he's a policeman with some and I think he was on West Brom books in his younger days um, came came in with a new attitude quite aggressive and um, managed to get went out and get some new signings and um, you know they had a very promising start under him and they did did you know improved quite markedly and when he handed over um it sort of it was coincided with the the emergence of a lot of young players from rovers i think if carl hadn't been there for that spell in charge who knows whether rovers would have maximized their, um, their youth development programs the way the way they have um so it's you know it's a sad sad occasion and uh, i know um rovers thoughts are with his wife pauline children aaron and jody and um and there's this difficult time yeah absolutely our condolences um go out to them as well um let's move on to guernsey fc then rob another good away trip for them actually in this little batch of away um, games it looked a very tough run in february um but they've come away with a, a good clutch of points um heading into what is another difficult run uh, against <laughs> a lot of the sides towards the top of the table but the, this, this latest one a three nil win away at thatcham town so gfc um, up to 15th in the Isthmian southeast 24 points um, to their name still of course with five or so games in hand on uh, most of the other sides in the division um but yeah an- another impressive uh, away trip and particularly another impressive performance from a, a young goalkeeper yeah this lucas hanley seems to be quite of a find um got whether i'm sure he was actually born in guernsey but certainly his parents are guernsey um which, and if he is born in guernsey of course i suppose he will come into contention for Marathi spot this year um we'll have to clarify that because um, that's an interesting little um debate to be had in the com- in the coming weeks who who will play in golf against jersey oh sorry Alderney first and um because it's probably the main people in the running for that are obviously um, Jason Martin and Josh Addison. But if Lucas Hanley is eligible, who knows? Who knows? You know, having said that, no links to any local club, any domestic club. So whether that will stand against him, I don't know. That argument's been one that's raged for a while. Um, but no, it's great to see um, Tony getting some some um, reward for his very, very hard work and diligence behind the scenes um you know he'd insisted all along once he got a you know 
solid squad, two or three more players back into the into the team that they'd be fine. And you know, obviously with Jacob Fallet coming in centre back, he scored on Saturday, of course. Tom Jackson is now having a you know settled well and having a real effect in central midfield. Kieran Barnes playing his best football of his life. Um, and they've got Wilf Zackley back to add a bit more up front. You know, you never know, they might finish mid-table the way they're going. Um, so um, it's good to see. Yeah, I, I think it is really um, encouraging at the moment. And as you say, it's that settled unit that they've got. They're you know able to, to field um, good, strong squads, or that certainly have been for the last few weeks. Um, the consistency as well. Ross Allen came back at the weekend, scored from the penalty spot, 16 goals for him this season. So if he keeps up that run, yeah, he'll be very close, if not at the top of the, um, the goal scoring charts by the time they've caught up the games. Um, yeah, and elsewhere, uh, well, and, and alongside him, of course, you've got, yeah, Fazakli back, um, Doe Marley's um, coming and grabbed his goal. Yeah, it's and, good and to see Ke- young Keen, Keen get his chance because I said earlier this season on this pod many a time that, you know, he was a. A prospect. He was the next cab on the rank. Really, you know, he was um, very, very good finisher. Really, really accomplished finisher. Finisher. And when and as you expect, he does fill out a little bit. I think we've got a very, 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 very handy um, number nine in our ranks. Um, he may all be the natural successor to Ross Allen. You never know. I look forward to seeing him develop over the coming months and years. Um, yeah, as for those games that are coming up, GFC back on the road on Tuesday night. The, the schedule um, yeah, shows no sign of abating for them. Um, they're at South Park. And then back at home um, on Saturday against Marlow, a team that they suffered against away from home earlier in the season, um, who are in seventh in the table. Um, really looking forward to seeing them being back because uh, obviously that game um, a couple of weekends ago got called off, didn't it, at short notice. So it's been a while since we've seen them at Foots Lane and the way things are going, there'll be a lot to look forward to for the fans. Yeah, let's, um, you know, I think um, Tony said all along that um, there's only a couple of sides are really outstanding, which we can't compete with. But everybody else, you know, outside the top two, we are perfectly capable of beating. So let's hope we do turn over Marlow on Saturday and have a good performance at home because it's been a while. Um, The last one was that Binfield home game midweek, which was pretty dismal, to say the least. So... Yeah, let's hope they're up for this one. Um, We'll leave the GFC chat for now. Um, Plenty more to come on them next week and uh, throughout the rest of the season. Um, But coming up next, we're going to hear from the new boss of Rangers first team, Chris Tardiff. Welcome back to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. If you're enjoying um, these pods, then do give us a a like, a share on the post on social media. Give us a a rating review wherever you get your podcasts as well. And make sure to hit follow or subscribe in whatever podcast player you favour to get every episode of this and the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast uh, delivered to you each week. Right, big news, uh, certainly in Premier League football in the last week or so, off the field is... What's going on at Rangers? In fact, it's the big news probably um, that we've been talking about for a few weeks and months now. Ambitious plans there. And an, another sort of piece in the jigsaw puzzle, Rob, is the appointment of Chris Tardiff, former Island manager, of course, uh, to the role of first team boss for next season. Um, how big a coup is that for Rangers, Rob? Well, you know, to be honest, um, we're not blessed with a lot of coaches in the Guernsey in the local game now at the senior level who have got lots of experience. So Rangers have got the best man available. Um, the only, you know, Tony Tony Vance has got a huge amount of credentials at GFC and Colin Fallet, of course, is there and Steve Sharman's there. They're all wrapped up in that project. So outside of that um, triumvirate, 
Chris is the most experienced guy, you know, former professional for a long, long period, knows the game inside out. And um, so Rangers will feel very, very happy, I'm sure, to have got somebody on board who can help them turn things around um, and make the most of this youth talent they've got com coming through. And no doubt, of course, I'm sure t um, Chris will be looking to try and get a few um, quality senior players uh, into that squad to help bring those youngsters through. And if that happens, who knows where Rangers can go. Well, he came in for a chat a bit earlier on today. Um, uh, yeah, I sat down with him to find out sort of why he'd taken on the job, I guess, and what he's looking forward to achieving at Rangers over the next um, season and, and beyond. Chris, welcome back to the pod. Thank you very much. Good to see you. Um, some news to talk about, uh, which was confirmed last week, and uh, an interesting and exciting move. I mean, just tell us uh, how it came about and, and what attracted you, I suppose, to take it on. Uh, it was a bit of a, a bolt out of the blue, if you like. I'd been speaking to a couple of other clubs about potential things and not really decided if I wanted to, one, do anything in football next year and two, where that would be. And um, Jono, Jono gave me a sort of a call out of the blue and asked me how I was. I knew it was either to do with work or some, or football that he was phoning me. So, um, yeah, and he mentioned it to me. We met up, had a coffee and basically sold me the dream, if you like, um, it took a, a while to sort of take everything in along with the other options that I had and um, sat back, had good discussions with my family because obviously it doesn't just affect me, it affects the family. So uh, obviously being around the house on a weekend again is, will be no longer for next season. Um, I was coaching my son at Saints, so obviously that had uh, something to play uh, with. Um, his sort of comment back to me was, yeah, great, go for it, Dad, I don't want you around me. So <laughs> I got sold Company on that style. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, so I, I had to be careful of what I did and make sure whatever I did, I was 100% committed to it because that's the way I need to be and make sure I had the time, not just um, family life and football life, but also work because work's um, very busy for us at the moment. And obviously that's what pays the bills. But having that time to sit back and really consider... One, what I wanted to do and if I wanted to do anything and um, what really excited me and this really excites me, really excites me. It's, um, it's a project and that's what I work in on a daily basis in my working life but it's a project and that's, that's what um, really gives me the most back out of football. Um, I sat back and I enjoyed reviewing of what I did in terms of the island manager's job um, Yes, the Marathi's great and it's sort of the glamour position, if you like. But actually, when I look back, the biggest um, achievement and probably the best feeling I got back from that role was when I went to Innismond and took a group of players and could mould them and spend a little time with them. So, yeah, being back into sort of weekly football really excites me. Yeah, we spoke at length about, you know, the situation that, that sort of brought your time as island manager to an end and, and all of that. We won't go over that again. Um, but yeah, given given that you've got that tag um, around your neck as a, a former Guernsey manager, coupled with your professional experience as well, do you feel a degree of pressure taking something like this on, even though Rangers are obviously where they've been for the last couple of years? Um, I suppose there's always a tiny element of pressure, whatever you do in, in, in work or football life. But I like that pressure. I miss that pressure. Um, getting the buzz back from football, um, which is really difficult to replace once you've been a player. 
but actually the more the more I do the coaching role and the management role, the more I'm sort of getting those buzzes back. Um, and I want to give something back to Guernsey football. As I, as I said on previous occasions, look, it, get, it gave me my my career, Guernsey football. Um, gave me an amazing opportunity in life. I, I just want to repay that to the island and to football as a community. And this project just doesn't just help Rangers Football Club. Yes, that's obviously at the point of it all, but it does help Guernsey football on a, as a whole. Uh, on the wider spectrum. So if we can bring this great club back to where it belongs, then that only um, brings benefits to the rest of Guernsey football. Yeah, we heard from um, from Jono and Mark Bousfield uh, a few weeks ago about the project, I suppose, from an off-field perspective. Um, you know, they've got big ambitions for, for, yeah, for yeah, getting Rangers back towards the, the top of a, the pre-league and, and being a sort of a club that people can be proud of again. Uh, but on the pitch... You know how will you approach it? What you know? What's the priority? What's the what's the strategy? Uh, well, just going back to that comment in terms of off the pitch, the professionalism really excites me in terms of the way uh, they've gone about what they've done so far to date, and it's only been a short period. Uh, the infrastructures there, things that are happening behind the scenes that really excite me. Obviously, I can't comment on all of those at the moment, but they're building something a little bit special, and it's probably the only chance I'll have in my lifetime to be involved in something of that ilk. Um, so I'd be mad to turn that down. Um, but on the pitch, I go in there as a completely fresh pair of eyes. I'll be truthful, I haven't seen them play a huge amount this season. Um, I will obviously be going to watch a few more games at the end of this season just to get a head start. Um, I officially don't take control until next year. Um, so... <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll see, we'll, depends who comes in, if anyone comes in, who goes out. We, we just don't know at this stage what it's going to be. But my ambition is, it's not just results to start with, it's breeding a culture throughout the club uh, and people wanting to play for Rangers Prio again uh, and exciting the youngsters that are coming through. And there's some really good young, young talent at that football club, but they always seem to sort of drift away um, and I want to keep them involved in Rangers Football Club and, and give them a pathway, uh, an ambition to want to play for the Prio team. I want them to see the Prio team as as where they want to be to uh, and understand the way we're going to do it as professionally as possible on and off the pitch as players and as staff. Uh, and really for them to dream as a stepping stone to become a Rangers Prio player, to become an Ireland player, to play for GFC who knows, to go off and play in England one day. That would be amazing. But it, it's just to bring back um, that passion back on the pitch in terms of people wanting to play for the club again uh, and bringing back a culture throughout sort of the senior football. This is how we're going to do it. Guys, training starts at 7 o'clock. That means it starts at 7 o'clock. Be there at 5-2 at the latest. Um, if you don't train, you don't play. I know that's been difficult this season because of the limited numbers of players. So again, we'll be restricted by who comes in and who goes out, but hopefully we'll have a squad big enough to be able to do that. Yeah, when you look at the, the um, you know, Guernsey football as a whole or Premier League football as a whole, um, clearly Rangers have been 
sort of, uh, yeah, stranded, uh, sort of cut off really from, uh, I suppose, the clubs that have been doing things in a certain way. St. Martin's obviously in recent years doing, yeah, being so successful, Rovers, North as well. Um, is there room at the top for, for Rangers to, to get in there and, and sort of muscle their way in? Yeah, maybe not next season. <laughs> uh, give me a bit of time. But no, I, yeah, that, that is the long-term aim. I'm here for a long-term project. That's it. Um, I've jumped in with my eyes wide open. I, I know what it's all about. I know this isn't going to turn around within the first sort of season. But within that first season, that's where we, we sort of lay the building blocks into terms of where we want to be. Um, that starts right at the foundations in terms, like I said, at training, um, how we go about it, how professional we are on off the pitch. That culture, that's a huge thing in my mind, bringing in that culture in terms of it's not just ability, it's about how they want to go about playing football um, and how they behave on and off the pitch. Uh, and, and yes, there is that winning mentality we want to bring back in and that will come in time. I, I'm, I'm not blinkered by the fact that it's a big task. Um, first season, let's try and win a few games. Uh, it's as simple as that and see where that takes us. In the back of my head, yeah, I do have a three to five year plan of I would love to bring the club back to... Um, the good old days, if you like, of, of challenging for a league title and actually being involved in Channel Island football, right at the top echelons of it. And when you look at um, you know, the success of, of a few of our youngsters in recent times in going away to the professional game, uh, for you to come in now and, and, as you say, kind of look to give something back and, and, and help players come through Island football, it must be quite an exciting time. There's going to be a lot of youngsters who, who will look at those, you know, look at... Um, Alex Scott, Ben AC, Joe Adams and think, you know, this, yeah, I can do this now. And Yeah, absolutely. It's very tangible to them. Um, th they see their peers going away and, and playing extremely well. And we, we've got some amazing talent in Guernsey and it always amazes me for such a small pool that we, we do so well. And you just look at the names you just mentioned, you just look how well they're all doing at the moment. And there's bound to be a couple more coming through in the next few years. And it just gives people that extra drive to want to keep pushing themselves. And again, that's part of it is it depends your own personality. Do you really want to strive to be the best? And that's part of the culture we want to bring into the club. Um, ability is what the ability is. And as staff and coaches, we will try and improve that, um, be it 1%, 5%, 10%, whatever we can work on in the individual players and as a team. But it, it's, a, it's a personal thing to want to achieve first and foremost. And Chris, when we saw you uh, in your, your role as island manager, you obviously brought a few people in um, on the coaching side around you. You had, a, you had a, a good, strong, close-knit team, it seemed, on the sidelines. Is that something that you'll look to replicate at Rangers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this isn't a one-person job. Um, there's, there's things off the pitch and personnel off the pitch that are making it uh, a much easier job for me, shall we say. Um, but yeah, I, I need um, other people around me coaching-wise that... Uh, will be there to challenge me, but also to support me. Um, I'm speaking to a couple of um, older players at the moment, so it will be a different team to what was my Marathi team. Um, and that's part of this whole project in terms of a legacy. Um, I want to leave a legacy for Rangers Football Club and Guernsey Football, but also to bring back some of those players who sort of have fallen away from football, so have finished their playing careers. Uh, and it's enticing sort of the people around me or slightly younger than me to come back into football and if I can do that by bringing in a couple of guys to help coach me and then who knows where that leads them they may go on and coach another club in the future or whatever it may be but if we can bring in sort of that 
not a missing generation, but bring some more players back who have been there and done that and have got vast experience and knowledge to pass on to, to local football, then I, that's part of my hopeful legacy. Fantastic. And you mentioned the Marathi there. Just um, finally, uh, we've got some dates finally for Inter-Island football towards the end of the season. Um, uh, yeah, obviously things didn't end exactly how you would have wanted, I'm sure, um, in the Guernsey job. But will you be following things close in, down on the sideline or making the trip to Jersey perhaps? If, uh, 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 Guernsey yeah, um, of course I will. I'm Guernsey through and through and football is my passion. So absolutely, it doesn't matter if I'm in the stands or on the sideline as manager. Um, I want us to win and I wish them all every success. Brilliant. Well, thanks for coming in and telling us about the, uh, the new job. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing how it takes shape. Thank you very much. The new boss of Rangers, Chris Tardiff, speaking to me a bit earlier on. Um, right, that's just about it from us for this week. Just wanted to mention um, the reports around Alex Scott. Obviously, his, uh, his, the rise and rise of Alex Scott continues. And some really interesting uh, rumours in the national media. £30 about million, pounds, I hear he's been, you know, is he? See, obviously, Bristol City seem to be um, struggling a little bit financially. Um, and from what I, what I, all, all, from all I see is that they, the indications are they may well be prepared to cash in on one of their great young talents, whether that's um, Alex or one of the other youngsters coming through. Um, I'm quite relaxed about it. To be honest, whatever is good for him, you know. Obviously, a lot's been made about uh, Alex Scott's emergence and the fact that it's been so long since we saw sort of someone hitting those heights or similar heights in terms of uh, Matt Letizia, I suppose. I, you know, I wasn't really, I was probably too young to retake in the kind of rumours or the, 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 the transfer gossip that might have been surrounding Matt. But, um, I mean, if we were to have a, a player move to the Premier League for, for £30 million or that, that, kind of, um, that kind of figure, it would be pretty extraordinary, wouldn't it? It certainly would. Um, it's something which we, no, nobody would have predicted uh, just a few years back um, when we were, when there were no signs at all of Guernsey producing professional talent again. So fair play to him. He's obviously doing the business. Well, we'll see how that one develops. Um, I mentioned the Marathi dates just before. Uh, just a quick run through of, uh, of what's been confirmed by the uh, FAs. Um, the return of interest of football uh, sort of heralded um, by the under-18s this weekend in Jersey. Um, that match on Sunday. So, as you say, Rob, the centenary under-18, Julian Moratti. So best of luck to um, the Guernsey boys in that one. Um, after that, it's the 23rd of April, the date to um, be aware of for the semi-final of the senior Marathi uh, over in Alderney, a bit later than usual. Um, then on the 24th, just the day after that, the under-16s are in action, that one in Guernsey. Um, likewise, the under-21s playing here in Guernsey too on the 30th of April. Uh, the Star Trophy, that's over in Jersey. The under-15s going there on the 1st of May. And then the um, men's Marathi Vars final on the women's Marathi on the weekend of the 21st and 22nd of May. So so great news to have those in the diary and looking forward to um, watching all of those sides in action over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, and certainly that's going to be a big end to the season, that 21st, 22nd of May um, date. Um, 22nd, I believe, is Siam Cup weekend in Jersey. So interesting to see if we get... If, whether Condor put on some sailings for everybody to go down. Cricket netball, I think, as well, potentially in action in interinsular fixtures that weekend as, as well. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's going to be a blockbuster weekend. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really busy end of the season. Can't wait. Cheers. Huh? Uh, we'll leave it there. Yeah, cheers, Rob. We'll see you next time. we Will do.